0: community is all about embracing your inner weirdo while manifesting that boss-ass babe you know you are. Grab a drink and get ready for lots of laughs, honest chats, and authentic advice every Thursday. Like, subscribe, and leave a review. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at stumblingalong. And here's this week's episode of Stumbling Along with Vicky B and Sammy Z. Hello, hello, hello,
1: and welcome back to a phenomenal episode of Stumbling Along. Woo, we're back.
0: Um, And we're back virtually. We are. Vicky B and I are international women, once again, five hours apart. So that means we probably won't be drinking as much, unfortunately, because it is 10 a.m. here in Canada.
1: And it is 3 p.m. here in Leeds. But that's okay.
0: That's okay. Maybe, maybe sometimes I'll have a little morning drink. Yeah, we can change it up. We'll you never know what you'll get. Yeah. I feel like we
1: haven't talked to you guys, just a little life update in a really long time. I, I feel agree. like everyone's like Sammy Z and Vicky B, like, where have you been? Had the guests taken over your lives completely?
0: Yeah. Cause I guess our listeners don't know is that we pre-record a lot of our interviews so it's been a while since we actually had a catch-up. Yeah, yeah, and the
1: catch-up calls are so important. I feel like also because we were together all of quarantine, I think we like these these um, episodes because we're actually also catching up with each other. Like we don't know what each other is gonna say. Whereas like when we were doing all those pre recording episodes with the guests, we were always together. So I feel like we sometimes maybe forget that you guys don't know what we're always doing together. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so a catch up is definitely in order, especially since Sami Z is officially in the UK. We are back on old stomping grounds. It feels great.
1: I also want to put a disclaimer out. I'm not sure how my sounds going to um sound on this episode because I'm still waiting for my mic in the mail. So pending. Have you ordered it? Uh, actually, no. So it's. Really- <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the mail I just saw Vicky B's mic and I'm like damn it I forgot to order mine
0: um so yeah <laughs> that's okay by next catch up episode you'll have one I will absolutely have one Semi Z tell us was it like flying back to the UK
1: oh guys okay I will give you the full lowdown on what it's like traveling internationally in this COVID era um when I got to toronto pearson airport you are not allowed to go into the airport unless you are flying yourself so inside the airport is dead like there's no one there it is like a mall before it opens just seniors kind of walking around five <laughs> that is the vibe so that's what it's like when you enter it took me actually five minutes to check my bag and get through security no lines there I think there was five flights total flying out when I was leaving, and I think three of them were within Canada, and mine was one of the two international flights, which is crazy. Okay, crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Um, On the flight, I would say it was half full, um, maybe a little bit under half, but everyone almost got their own row to themselves, which was sick. Also, you get a little Corona care package when you go on the flight. They give you, like, gloves, Cute. masks, um, extra stuff to wipe down things again, and as well as like, a lunchbox situation where you can eat from because they don't come around during the flight to help you out unless you need them.
0: Do they give you food,
1: or do you bring your own food? No, they gave you, like, a little box on entry that had, like, a sandwich and, like, snacks in it. Oh, And, like, okay. a water bottle. And so they really don't bother you at all during the flight, which is really nice, actually. They just come around like twice, I think, to collect garbage and just like ask if you're OK. But yeah, guys, I had downloaded a bunch of Netflix shows and I was lying horizontally across three chair- chairs hoodie on, hat on. I was pretending I was a celebrity and I was absolutely loving it. Like it was the best flight. You're just chilling on the couch watching Netflix. That's exactly what I was doing. And it was sick. And then when I got to Leeds, usually um, I have to take a train from the airport to Leeds. So I land in Manchester and there was nobody on the train it was a seamless journey, nonetheless, and I did feel safe the entire time. Masks are mandatory the entire process. So I had a mask on for literally like 12 hours. Do you know what? I thought that that mask was gonna kill me, but it didn't. Once I was on the plane, lying down kind of horizontally, I was okay. It was just the anticipation of sitting, waiting to get onto the flight that I just felt like my mask was just like in my mouth and I was like suffocated.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: the drama that is my drama but now that i'm here the tea wasn't that crazy guys up until landing and now so uh in the uk you do have to quarantine i've been trying my best to quarantine but we've had to move houses and i i explicitly said that on the documentation i had to fill out so the government knew (laughs) i wasn't lying i said we were moving house on the 31st so but you're quarantined
0: there and then in your yeah in I have no
1: yeah and I have no real friends other than my housemates and no job so there's no need to work out house.
0: perfectly it works out perfectly I'm just
1: here happy for talking to you guys how does it feel to be back kind of like I never left if you know what I mean like you know when you are away for a long time and then come back you expect things to be different but they're absolutely the same mm-hmm. that's the vibe I would say except a bit like there's no pu- there's not that I mean, Like. People are wearing masks, I would say, is the only change of events.
0: Okay. Are you happy you
1: decided to go back? I am happy right now. I feel really at peace with that decision. Um, Pending. Stay tuned, everybody, because my emotions will go all over the place because I haven't actually started the job hunt yet, so that could deter my my train to go off the tracks. So stay tuned. (laughs) Because you've only officially been back a week. A week and a half. week and a half. So I'm still, it took a long time with with time change and jet lag, moving houses, all that jazz. So I'm just in the groove now. My room is set up. And I think the first official, I've just started working on my resume today.
0: So pending. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. But now I want to turn the switch on to you. Vicky B. Hello. Um, well, nothing new in Canada here. Um. I did, I am starting A few, two internships that are 10 hours a week each. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. We found, I found these internships through someone we interviewed on our podcast, um, which will be airing next week. So you'll find all about it there. yeah, Yeah, I'm excited to be working for women who are, you know, who are passionate and who are, I'm excited to learn from them, really. And hopefully it leads into employment. (gasps) I'm so
1: excited to hear all about it.
0: Yeah, I figured um, I'll be looking for jobs for probably the next few months anyway. So I might as well, you know, do something while I'm looking for jobs and learn new things and meet new people. So that's my that's my motive. That
1: that's your big your big right now situation.
0: That's my big right now. And other than that, just talking to you guys. Yeah. And I want to
1: ask you, are you still happy with your living arrangement, being home?
0: Oh boy. Um <laughs> now that everyone is kind of going back to school and like going back to you know their lives or countries, the UK and stuff like that, it's starting to kind of hit me now that I'm just here with my family.
1: But are we saving
0: up for anything or was there meanings to that? Of course, of course, yes. So I'm almost done paying back my student loans. Okay, that's a huge accomplishment. So now, soon I'll be able to actually save for travel or for moving out on my own or just more of what I want to do and investing in myself rather than paying back the government so yes there is a reason why I'm here and I'll be here probably for the next year or two fair enough also what I wanted to ask you is as our assemblers
1: know and if you're a new listener don't know Vicky B used to be in the PR scene so now as you're starting back into job markets are we still looking down that way?
0: I think I want to try something else. I'm really interested in working for non organizations. PR, I, th- I think I just, it didn't click for me. I'm happy to do like the tasks I learned there and other jobs, but I don't think I'll be looking at like any corporate agencies right now. Okay. Well, that's a huge
1: 360 from the corporate life, the definition of a corporate life
0: to now. I think the reason why like, I didn't, it didn't click for me is that I want work that has like impact. I want to go into work every day and I want everything I do to have some type of impact. Beyond
1: monetary money impact.
0: Yeah. Like I want a reason to everything that I'm doing. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. And my strategy is just to try different things out until I kind of know what I really want to do.
1: I feel like this internship, I mean, apprenticeship kind of approach is a great stepping stone for this nonprofit situation to see how you like it I'm super excited to hear more all about it I don't want to give away anything too much until everyone listens to the podcast next week
0: but yeah I'll update everyone on the stories on our stories but definitely listen next 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 week to the podcast because then you can figure out how you can do internships and meet amazing women and enhance your career really I think this has been on everybody's mind.
1: And we have put out a poll, and 74% of you agreed you are applying for jobs right now. Same. We are there with you. 74% of you, us included, are on that hunt.
0: And is it it's a struggle?
1: It is not an easy straight linear situation in any means
0: and i've got to say after reading some comments from people um when we ask like how you get over self-doubt and how you got your jobs i've actually felt better in applying so i can't wait for you guys to hear this hear that in this episode but sam tell us how how are you feeling about applying to jobs I am
1: very, very mixed emotions. I don't think I have one feeling, especially right now. I currently haven't actually started with the actual applying. Right now, I'm just fixing my resumes, kind of formatting a template cover letter, that kind of little thing. And I'm feeling quite hopeful right now. However, saying that, every time I send an email, I've sent three emails for networking purposes. Nobody has replied yet. And after like 24 hours, I'm already in a state of pure, sheer panic. So I feel like I'm just really impatient and I like to see things happen really fast. So I think that is going to be my biggest issue, challenge, deterrent to getting the jobs that I really want.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel that. How about you, Vicky B? Honestly, like all of quarantine or even before in March, I would start applying to jobs and then I would see the requirements and it'd be like three years and like just specific things that I've never done. I don't have three years of experience. I have maybe one, like if you add it all up, like all the summer jobs. Right. And then I would just like, just feel overwhelmed and just be like, I don't have any of this. Like what's the point of applying if I don't Meet the requirements. I'm just wasting everybody's time, and I'm just not good enough. I'm not qualified for anything. I literally felt like I wasn't qualified for anything, and I had no confidence in applying to jobs. And to the point where I was having a conversation with my boyfriend, he's like, "Why aren't you like Why aren't you looking for jobs anymore? Like, what happened?" And I just like kind of like literally cried because I just felt like I wasn't good enough like I can't apply to these jobs. Right, and
1: I think it's so true in saying like, you don't even need to read on Indeed or LinkedIn when you see a job post. You don't even need to read that section for qualifications because just seeing the the visual list of like a hundred bullet points, you don't even want to read it because you're like, I definitely don't meet all of these, but I'm going to bring it back to the numbers game because I've been really liking these poll answers. Vicky B, and we asked you guys um, if you ever got hired when you applied to something you thought you were underqualified for. And once again, over 50%, so a whole 78% of people who voted said they had gotten jobs that when they applied for it, they were deemed underqualified.
0: But they got the job anyways. They got
1: the job anyways.
0: Yeah, see, like the fears are just so... Irrational, like they are, you just get stuck inside your own head, and but it happens every time. It's like society and school because,
1: like, I think in my head, I was taught through school you read all the criteria before starting something because you don't want to waste your time, do it wrong, whatever. So, what for me, it's like if I read all that and I don't meet that criteria in my head, I'm like, well, there's this is a waste of an effort, go to something you're qualified for exactly but that's not the case and that is what we're seeing and that's what a lot of people have said in our messages is like you have nothing to lose why not apply for the big the big dreams and the big goals because why would you apply for something that you're not wholeheartedly into
0: it's just such like an emotional roller coaster turmoil yeah it's just like I'm not good enough okay I'll apply but I did apply I didn't hear back from them so I am wasting everybody's time my time I don't want to write another freaking cover letter
1: oh god I need help on the cover letter and how to be confident and how to make sense in a cover letter
0: yeah am I doing it like I don't even know if I'm doing it right like people say that you need to put in like the requirements like just word for word and then it goes through like filters and they'll right, pull I hope- out resumes and cover letters that have those words See, that's what I also think is so funny. Am I too archaic?
1: Because in my head, when I'm writing this cover letter, I think the person that's gonna be reading this is like individually reading this. And I'm trying to be so personal that I'm like, wait, the algorithm doesn't give a shit about my my sob story or my grandest achievements. They just the algorithm is the reason you make or break it. Mm-hmm. For those big company roles specifically, I I believe.
0: It also feels like you know, when you're not getting the jobs that you actually want, that you're actually applying for, then it feels like you have to start applying for jobs that like maybe you don't really want, but you feel more qualified for. And then that just gets, then I spiral out of control because I think I'm just going to end up in a job that I don't don't like because I'm not qualified for things that I actually want. Right. I completely agree with that.
1: Absolutely, completely agree. But some of the suggestions that we got from some of you about kind of what they did when they applied for these like underqualified roles was a lot of people said, and I'm going to give some tips on this, a lot of people said to really leverage transferable skills. So even if you are not qualified specifically word for word for what you're applying for, finding things from your past jobs, apprenticeship, school that you can make the connection really, really helps. Because it mm. shows that you are adaptive and creative and are able to bring all these different aspects into the current job.
0: So speaking of, I know a lot of people have that self-doubt too. Just letting you know, we do too. You're not alone in that feeling. It's um, very, very common. Um, so we asked everyone how they get over their self-doubt and it's honestly helped me in applying to jobs lately so we'll read some of your comments I'll start with Jessica who said close your eyes and press send you have nothing to lose by applying
1: now what I think about that one is a lot of people kind of rephrase that one sentence into many things like Nothing you can lose, like don't think twice. I think that's the huge thing. It's just like we all hide behind screens anyway, so you might as well hide behind a screen in the best way and apply for things and be as fake as you can, as confident as you can, and really embrace that until it just projects and
0: it's true. It's kind of what I'm going to
1: do nowadays.
0: At the end of the day, if you don't try, you're not going to get it and you'll never know. Yeah, exactly. So might as well just shoot your shot and see what I happens think some, i think someone literally said shoot your
1: shot as one of the comments did that
0: yeah that should just yeah. be our, our mantra josh said pretend like you don't even want it see oh. i like that because what i was saying earlier is that when you're applying when you're looking at a job posting that you actually really want that's when a lot of self-doubt comes in because you don't want to fuck it up um, but when you're applying to jobs you don't really care about, you're like more confident in writing your cover letter and just like selling yourself because you don't care as much. I see
1: your point of view and I want to take it that way. But for me, when it's something I don't really want or care about, I'm queen of half-assing it. And I just won't put that much effort in. But at the same time, I do agree with you, Vicky B, because I'm less, I put less pressure on myself to write something whereas if I really wanted something I would sit there all day writing a 500 word cover letter and yeah. I'd be stressed
0: about it See, so you're just even if it's not like you're half-assing it you're not as hard on yourself as you would be for something yes. you really really Maybe care want. about so you just need to have that mentality that you know fuck it just go for it shoot you a shot Okay, one person said, focus on the yeses rather than the noes, and try to remind myself what's meant to be, will be. Now that's, yeah, you don't focus on the people who don't answer you because they're not focusing on you. They probably, you probably didn't even like, unfortunately, you might not even have crossed their emails or their eyes reading, like they might have not even read your, cover letter but still that doesn't mean you should focus on that I really like that you said that like if they're not answering you
1: and you've given it one or two three shots they're not focusing on you why are you focusing on them like move on to someone else keep going there is a gazillion billion million trillion go billion people on this earth someone's going to give you the time of day
0: that's true and from their perspective they're probably getting so many resumes so many messages that they literally can't respond or read everything so yeah i like that another person said understanding anybody can do any job ever it just takes a bit of time to get up to speed
1: i you know i really like that because i personally relate to this because as you guys know my master's was pretty much all that that's the summary of my masters it's just anyone can do it you just have to put in a little bit of extra work to kind of live up to kind of get up to someone who already has that experience but you can definitely get there and google everything i remember i have a memory when i was at honey working there i had no idea how to do this one specific thing on photoshop and i youtubed it and made it happen because i was so panicked i had no idea i got first i cried let's be real i got really stressed out and then I
0: thought YouTube, so. I've definitely been there with Photoshop and YouTube, yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, anybody can do anything. I'm sure if I really tried to learn how to code, I could code. We're going to
1: – We're stay tuned, guys. 2021, we code. <laughs> we're going to code the <laughs> entire show.
0: <laughs> and also – Someone might have said this too, but just think about all the people who are unqualified or less qualified than you who are also applying to the job. And if you don't apply to that job, they might get it even though you're more qualified. But you just don't know who else is applying. Oh hell no!
1: Oh hell Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -mm. Mm no! Um, immerse yourself in the world of the job you want by talking to professionals frequently.
1: You know, I I actually really like this one because. At the end of the day, you really don't know what you're getting yourself into, especially if you haven't had previous experience in the role or in the industry you've done. So it really helps to even just talk to someone and learn the lingo or learn the way they do things or how long they work. The more information you get before getting or applying for the job, the more you'll be able to taper a cover letter or a resume
0: to the job. Yeah, you'll, you'll eventually figure out what they're looking for. If you're talking yeah. to people in that industry you want to be in, or um, that specific job, or even mm-hmm. if you're like not sure what industry you want to work in, like I thought I would want to go into wine, and then I talked to someone in the wine industry, and after I was like, no, I think this is more of an interest rather than a career. Interesting. Path for me right now. Can we speak on that? So, what were you asking
1: the person, and what response did you get about wine? I would-
0: I was asking like what it's like to like work in the wine industry and she works more of on the corporate side and I kind of thought it would be like more romantic and you're working with wine and um, but those jobs like especially in marketing those are a lot harder to get because when if you want to be with the wine those wineries already have that they have one person that's doing it all oh because they're smaller wineries right And then in the corporate side, you have more resources. You get to focus on one thing for your job, but it's not as involved. It's not as involved. It's a little more corporate. Yeah. So
1: that really took you. You were looking at it from a marketing point of view.
0: Yes. I wanted to see if I could, I don't know, do PR comms in wine. And then she was just saying, like a lot of people who want to be in the wine industry, they take a wine course to stand out. And that's just something maybe I want to do one day for sure, but not right now. It's not a priority. Right. So then I kind of figured maybe this isn't like the direction I want to go in. Right. Of course. Well, so just talking you... to people helps.
1: Yeah. Look, you totally want to thought that wine could be a, an avenue. And within like a half an hour chat, you're like, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the more um, people you talk to like that the more you get conflicting opinions and you kind of get more of a holistic understanding of like what the industry really is.
0: Yeah, and then you can narrow it down. Exactly. Okay, what's the next one, Vicky B? We have, you have to believe that any company is lucky to have you.
1: You know what? Yeah. Trust that you will make a great addition to the company you're going to work for. You're not just applying scared. You're like, listen, I have all these great features. I'm going to learn. I have these great skills. And you'd be really lucky I'd improve your team and I'll make it work.
0: When you're uh, interviewing for a job, like, you're going to work there for who knows how long, and you're going to be spending so much time there. It should be, like, an equal, like, you're trying to impress each other. Like, you're seeing if it's a good fit for both ways. It's kind of like dating. It is like dating.
1: Going to an interview is kind of like dating.
0: Like, you're seeing if they're a good fit for you, and they're seeing if you're a good fit for them. So ask questions. And Make it's okay. Sure it's what you want. Don't just go, yeah. for, like, go for any job. This is yeah. your life. And if you realize that they're not, even if you
1: get the job and you realize they're not your cup of tea, you can say no. There it
0: is. There it is. Wise words. See, this is like empowering me. Like your comments are empowering me, guys. Um, last one for how to get over your self-doubt is, Realizing a man with less experience would apply and not think twice. So shoot your shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: It, like Vicky B said, was it Vicki Vic B? You posted that statistic or something
0: recently, didn't you? Women apply to jobs if they meet, only apply to jobs if they meet 100% of the requirements. Right. When a man will apply if he meets 60%. We need to just
1: get that energy up. We are invincible. We all are.
0: If men are doing it, why can't we? We just need that confidence. And we all have it in us. So I think once over the self-doubt is always going to be
1: there, but we can get over it. And there have been people, as in our comments said, there have been people who have taken application tips and tricks and applied it in their interviews and all of the different avenues and they have gotten their job and they are thriving and I me and Vicky B want to be thriving like you guys in the workforce
0: mm-hmm. I hope that like all these different perspectives help I hope you find one that kind of works for you when you're applying to jobs that you can like kind of tell yourself when you get into that self-doubt the funk the funk the funk, the funk. Just go for it, shoot your shot, shoot that shot. Go on those dates, those professional dates. I, I think we need to come up with like some type of mantra when we're like applying to jobs and go through the self doubt. We do. What should we? Do? We should come up with some kind of like overall. So what was our favorite?
1: Our favorite moments from that. I like to shoot your shot. Nothing to lose. I actually really like that.
0: Like, I like. I don't know. I like all of them. I like
1: them all. Okay. We'll pause. We'll figure it out. We'll come back at it and let everyone know what our mantra is on our page.
0: Maybe it's just that. What's that line that people say? You never know the shots you don't take. Something oh, like that. When oh people, about dating. Oh, you miss all the shots you don't take.
1: Oh wow, that sounds like a sports reference, Ahevi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you can apply that to jobs.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like apply that
0: mentality. Be a fat boy when you're applying to jobs. Oh my God. I don't
1: like that. (laughs) I don't like that at all. That really scared me.
0: (laughs) Then we asked how people have gotten their jobs.
1: Yes. And I'm going to spew once again a fact. So, with all of you stumblers, it was a pretty even split. It was 46% said they got their jobs through networking and 54% of our stumblers said they got their jobs through applications. So basically half and half both ways are can be successful. So there really isn't a right or wrong way to get a job.
0: Okay. So somebody went through a job placement agency. I've heard good things about that. My roommate, he's in sports though,
1: and in like care home situation, but he went through an agency and found a job right away. I don't know much about an agency point of view, so I actually can't comment, but everyone I know who has done it has been quite successful. So maybe I need to look into a fashion related job agency.
0: Yeah, I think that'll definitely help you like, not have to do all that groundwork of applying to stuff on Indeed. So you can get paid.
1: That is something we need to figure out is do you pay for something like that?
0: I think you do. So that's like the trade off here. But also with job agencies, this person was saying you have to be careful because they might give you a job that it's not necessarily right for you, but they're doing it to push a commission. Of some sort. Okay. Yeah.
1: What is the next stumbler telling us, Vicky B? How do we get, how did they get their current job?
0: Um, building network, being seen, keeping in touch with people. So it's all about that networking env- environment, relationship,
1: reaching out and talking. I feel like with our new guests, we've been doing a lot of that. And it's been really great to see how different women are starting different companies and connecting that way. So definitely, definitely would go that route.
0: So someone I was talking to, I was asking them, like, how do they keep in touch with right, people okay. that they've worked with in the past? Um, because they said that they got a job because with, like, they reached out to someone they used to work with. And they referred her to someone else. So I asked her, like, how do you keep in touch? Like, is it weird to just kind of slide back in and be like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Um, And she said that she like went out for drinks with her past employers or like went out for coffee, just kept in touch that way. But also she said um, she had that relationship since she worked with them. For a longer period of time so it was okay to have like to go back and ask for advice or ask them to be a reference or ask them if they know of anything right see I feel like I personally
1: have not done a good job at that I have worked in so many retail environments where I could have gotten introduced to higher up but I don't I'm not good at keeping contact once I leave and it's
0: something I need to work on but I'm not good at that I definitely think it's probably different for you know, your part-time student job. Yeah. Because the mentality is just not there to build a relationship. I think this is applicable for when you're actually working or like working in the field Um, because you're working on that relationship in the industry you want to work in. Because you have that relationship already, you can go back and ask them if they know of anything. I think we just need to utilize that more. At
1: the end of the day, it's not weird to kind of pop back in and say, like,
0: hey, it's me. (laughs) I don't think so. Like, you've worked there for this long, and it's – might as well try and see what happens. Like, give it a go your first time, and if they don't kind of give you a good response, then that's not someone you can use.
1: That's true. But might as well try.
0: Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. You miss all the shots you don't take. Oh my God, <laughs> that's so jokes. But also,
1: um, somebody talked about inquiry emails just directly to um, companies you like. So maybe a company you like doesn't actually have a job posting, but you really are interested in them. Just sending them an inquiry email, um, asking them if opportunities are upcoming or internship opportunities, or just saying you're really interested in working for your company and you like their morals. Things that just get people in, into the door any way they can is, like, a great way. I've done that before. Um, that's how I got my position with Honey back in, like, second year. I just emailed them inquiring. Um, I've done it recently with a couple of more, like,
0: higher, higher profile places and haven't really heard back, but I'm,
1: I, I like doing it that way.
0: I think so. I think it shows that you're taking initiative and you're going for it instead of waiting for it to happen. My boyfriend tells me this all the time, but it, jobs aren't just going to show up. They're no. not just going to come to you. Maybe, maybe, but Ryan
1: is a wise man.
0: He is. But jobs need to are have, actually,
1: you, say say you think he'd come enough. on the podcast? I, I, <laughs> well, maybe we can force our boyfriends to come on the podcast. It can be a really special edition. Yeah.
0: Episode. He, um. he just like knows when I'm being irrational and kind of cuts right through it. Fair enough but yeah jobs aren't just gonna show up at your feet it'd be nice but you kind of have to make that effort and do the work to find the jobs that you actually want you have to put yourself out there oh yeah someone said that she sends a portfolio with every cover letter and resume she sends and she thinks that's what That's how she gets noticed because she's already sending in her work where most people don't send it right away. They'll send it with the second interview. The second call. So this is
1: more, I guess, talking to someone who wants
0: to go into maybe
1: like a free, like a writing situation or like a graphic design or an art.
0: Or even like social media. So many jobs are social media. Send the profiles you worked on, on the pages you've worked on. That's very true also this person's a freelance dance teacher. And then she says she typically emails 20 studios and then she'll hear back from one or two. So just think of that as your ratio when you're applying to jobs. Like if you apply to two, you might not hear back from either. But if you apply to 20, you might hear back from more.
1: Right. Oh, goodness gracious me.
0: Yeah. And I think another good tip that someone gave was being unique and I think a way you can do that is using your transferable skills whether it be volunteer whatever you've done in the past and using that in your cover letter because no one's going to have those but right. just show the person how you've how you meet those requirements with whatever you've done in the past
1: i um, that's totally valid
0: And in the interview, be unique, be yourself because they want someone who has a personality, not just someone who kind of agrees with all the requirements and just says like, yeah, I know video editing. I know how to do this when you don't. Like people know when people are just saying what you want to hear. That is very true. And let's face it, I wouldn't say I'm an intermediate
1: Photoshop whiz. (laughs) And I always think, I always think to myself, if you say you can do it, if they brought out right after you said you can do it, if they brought out a computer and said, okay, do it, would you be able to do it on the spot? Because that's my biggest fear is me being like, oh, yeah, I can do this, this, and this, and this. And they're like, oh, sweet, practical element, show us. And then I just sat there and I'm just like, uh. (laughs)
0: That's true. (laughs) Imagine imagine if your, like, interviewer lied about something their company did or didn't do and you found out like that happens so very often where it's like they tell you that they do something you never actually see it and you're just like oh I kind of picked this job because I thought it was going to be like a like a good work culture like a social work culture or something like that like you're disappointed so like just be honest and be yourself you're so right (laughs) that's it for how people yeah their jobs but I want to share like just a few wins that people have shared with us okay so someone said that they got a job with no real experience after networking heavily for six months but then they got their first job at a fortune 500 company so it was a six-month process of networking
1: oh it's just so baffling to me like I, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready. I like, obviously have no choice now, but I, I can't imagine the six-month process of, like, being broke. But you know what? Like, the best things do come to those who wait.
0: Even if it's you land a job and then you network heavily on the side? Wow. That seems like da- – that's daunting. It's like, daunting, but, like, your sister, Kayla, did the same. And she got a job and within right. six months as well. well I mean, if I th- they got a job, then I think it works.
1: Yeah, not rushing into it. If you want a job you generally like, the rush isn't worth it.
0: Last win is someone, she got hired as a research assistant at the Ottawa Hospital amongst PhD candidates. Sorry, that's amazing. That's an right? amazing
1: win. Yeah, it is an amazing win.
0: I'm going to pull out our messages to each other because I was asking her about it. And she said... It's only because the hiring manager was a nurse and she felt empathy for nursing grads. Oh.
1: You never know who's going to be doing your interview. Exactly. That's a great point.
0: I think at the end of the day, you miss all the shots you don't take.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think we're starting off September. Me and Vicky B kind of said we want this week to be all, this month, sorry, to be kind of all about those career goals Um, and kind of going a bit broader with that. So we had a live chat, but next week, we are gonna dive more into the apprenticeship. Um, So stay tuned with that. And kind of, we have a very special guest on the show.
0: And we also have a career coach coming on. So if we're not enough, we're, we're getting an expert. We're going in deep into this situation because we need to know, and we
1: feel like you need to know as well.
0: We're gonna slay the rest of 2020. And what's 2020? Is going to be yes. We're bringing it up a notch, and we're going to kill
1: it. 2020.